0: I smell sexy tacos here Sexy tacos in my chair Who's podcasting Devious stares in my direction Mama, this surely is a dream yeah Yeah, mama, this show is dreamy. Tacos. That's right, we're talking sex and tacos this week on Taco the Town. Welcome back to Taco the Town, the podcast where it's always Taco Tuesday. I'm your host, Dave, and I've still never met a taco I didn't like. Actually, there is one taco place that I did have a bad taco experience at, and that place will go unmentioned until my cake decorator friend, who accidentally cut himself and revealed that he was, in fact, made out of cake, tells me that it's the right time for me to taco about it. Today, we are reviewing another great place in Kansas City to get tacos. We'll be joined by a special guest who will share their favorite taco places and taco memories with us. We'll share some stories, share some laughs, and most importantly, share some tacos. Welcome to Taco of the Town. Let's find out what taco place we'll be reviewing this week This week's taco destination is Lights Snack Shack, located in Belton, Missouri, at 422 North Scott Avenue, Belton, Missouri 64012 to be exact. Some have called it their favorite little hole in the wall in town. Others say this little place is one of my favorite getaways for a fast lunch. It's been around since the 70s and has been a family staple for many living in and around the Belton area. It's been called an old-fashioned greasy spoon. They sell tacos, taco salad, burritos, loose meat burgers, corn dogs, tamales, hot dogs, nachos, tater tots, corn nuggets, and onion rings. They also have a burger on the menu called a triple Daria. Not sure I want to try that. Or do I? Let's meet this week's special Taco Reviewer guest. I like to think that we're always keeping it pretty sexy here on Taco the Town. But we're moving the sexy dial up a notch on this week's episode. I have even unbuttoned the top button on my taco shirt tonight. There we go. Now it's on button. Now yes. we can get started. Our guest is the owner and head coach of Open the Doors Coaching. She's a certified sex coach and clinical sexologist. She began her coaching career helping people lose weight. Then she realized talking about sex was a lot more fun. She's a native Missourian, a native of Mexico, Missouri, who has spent countless hours having the soda versus pop debate. Where do you where do you stand?
1: I'm a soda girl. Your soda. Yes.
0: What about soda pop?
1: <laughs> no, just just soda. Just soda. Just okay.
0: She is also the host of Keep Them Coming with Open the Doors Coaching, a podcast about sex and relationships that includes a lot of education, a dose of community activists, and the occasional body story time. She not only coaches couples and singles, She has spoken at schools to parents about helping their kids develop healthy relationships. She's offered workshops to increase intimacy and appears on local live TV morning shows regularly to give advice. If you want something better in your sex or dating life, she's the gal to call. And she is a graduate of Belton High School. We are here in Belton tonight. She's trying to change the world. One orgasm. At a time. She reached out to me on social media a while back and she said, Hey, I talk about tacos too, just a different kind of taco. (laughs) I just knew I had to have her on the show. Welcome to Taco the Town, Kristen Thomas.
1: Thank you so much for having me on the show, finally. I'm so excited to be here with you.
0: No problem. Thanks for being here. Yeah, you reached out to me a while back and then we went on hiatus for a little bit and we finally were able to make our schedules align here in the middle of a pandemic. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Right? Who would think that you'd have to actually look at your calendar during a pandemic? Yeah. hey, we had to wait for the place we want to go to to be open.
0: Exactly. They were closed for a while. That's why we kept postponing. They were closed during the first months of Mm -hmm. the pandemic. I would drive by all the time just to check on them to make sure. And we're talking about Lights Snack Shack. Yes. You say that Lights is one of your favorite taco places in KC, right?
1: It is. It's greasy and terrible for you. And it's not like any traditional taco. It's sort of like in a tub.
0: That's what I hear. I hear it is a in a tub esque taco.
1: There's an apparent rivalry between the two restaurants. One claiming the other stole the recipe from the other, and who knows who started first. But Wow, that's cool. Yeah, it's that deep fried taco with powdered cheese. The
0: powdered cheese. I cannot wait to try these tacos. Belton, you grew up here, and you grew up in Mexico. Yes, I moved up
1: here in fourth grade.
0: So tell me, Belton has a lot of taco spots. What's, What's the deal with Belton and tacos?
1: It didn't used to. That's the thing. When I... Graduated we had just gotten like our high V, it only been a few years since we had a movie theater. All these businesses that have popped up in the main part of town didn't even exist. So we didn't even have a Jose Peppers. We had very few chain restaurants besides fast food. So all of that has changed significantly in the last twenty years.
0: I've got a list here. So there's Casa Mexico.
1: Eh, it's, it's, it's okay, yeah. Okay.
0: Jose Peppers, which is a eh. local chain. Me Mi Rancho?
1: Mi Ranchito?
0: It's, I Mi guess Rancho. it's called Me Rancho.
1: Oh, no, I haven't eaten at that one.
0: Maybe mm. that's Mi Ranchito's brother. That's a ripoff, that's, yeah. yeah.
1: A lot of ripoffs out there.
0: Uh, Las Gorditas? Not so much. It's right next to Light Snack Shack, that, like right across the parking lot.
1: actually went in at the Pizza Hut I used to work at in Oh, school. really? <laughs> <laughs> that was a Pizza Hut? <laughs> that was a Pizza Hut. Not eating at that one.
0: That road, Scott Avenue, would you say it's seen better days?
1: Yes. <laughs> and the, the sad part is, is it looks better than it used to. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. It used to be a two-lane road. It was really crappy. It was a whole big deal that they, like, repaved it and widened it and gave it a turn lane. But it's still, like, a lane through... The nice way of putting it is, it's highly industrial. Yeah, yeah, it's seen better days. Is the like, best way to put it.
0: I like the log cabin place across the way. What's oh that called? God,
1: Odin's. What well, it is? It's a family. It's, it's like a like family a family, restaurant. family yeah. log cabin
0: breakfast so, place.
1: Real talk. did haven't eaten there in a long time because in the 90s they had like some illness like a hepatitis outbreak or something so you know you hear that kind of stuff on the news and sometimes i can burn you from a place right yeah um but bad log cabin has never been known for its cuisine okay (laughs) unfortunately
0: i was surprised to find out the hawaiian bros chain yeah that's like super popular Uh right now that's blowing up all over is kansas that city in the, the very first location of hawaiian bros was in belton missouri say what but it's only been here since 2017 ah. so they chose belton to start this chain and it is it's super popular it, it is
1: super popular yeah they put one in on 58 where some other restaurant had been and yeah it's, that one is always pretty busy when i drive by i
0: think there's one in lee summit now there's one in uh, North overland in River. park yeah I it's, tried to
1: go there a couple weeks ago, and the line was so long, my boyfriend was like, no. And we ended up going to tub. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, everything worked out there. Yeah, because we got but tacos yeah, instead. There's always a line around the block at Hawaiian Bros. Yeah. I cannot wait till they introduce some Hawaiian tacos mm-hmm. to the menu at Hawaiian Bros. Oh, yeah, there was also a Taco Bueno. Do you know about the Taco uh, Bueno? I used to
1: hit up Taco Bueno a lot. Yes. Did it you was know? so much better than Taco Bell.
0: Yeah, there's something about it. It's got the... Uh, I like the party tacos that they had. Yes,
1: and it just feels like it's not grade E meat. Right, you know, a little right. higher quality beef in those things.
0: I guess they had a the roof collapsed in on it, and they never no, they opened up
1: again. Like, no, screw it. <laughs> We're done.
0: <laughs> there's like a news story on online where you can watch the reporter's interview, the people working that day, and they're like, yeah, we just got here and the roof was collapsed, and we're not we're not going to work today. We're, I think it was during a snowstorm or something. Oh. Yeah, but yeah, yeah.
1: My, my dad was really disappointed at that Taco Bueno closing. That was his yeah. spot.
0: I mean, I would hit it up all the time if I was. I mean, all of the Buenos are kind of going out of business. Mm. The one in Olathe. There's two in Olathe that are. Yeah, out of Yeah, I'd rather have
1: that than Taco Bell any day, yeah. for real.
0: Okay, I'm going to quiz you on some belton facts okay Since you are my belton um
1: i was miss belton 1998 so hopefully i know the for answers real? i was actually i got crowned miss belton 1998 probably like 50 feet away from here on a stage and on a piece of grass that doesn't exist anymore it's parking no lot
0: way yeah you're burying the lead there yeah <laughs> Do you have any pictures?
1: Not with me, no. Okay. Not on my my phone, no. (laughs) Okay,
0: That's awesome. That should have been in your bio. Ah. (laughs) Okay, here's some Belton facts. Belton was named for a surveyor, Captain Marcus Lindsay Belt. Mm. Did you know that? I did not. Okay. Kind of sounds like an 80s actor. Uh, Yeah. Mark Lindsay Belt.
1: Or an assassin.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they always He's have three names. Name. Yeah. yeah. Carrie Nation, mm-hmm. American activist who is a radical member of the temperance movement, famous for attacking alcohol serving establishments with a hatchet. Yes. Is buried in an unmarked grave here in Belton, Missouri, in the Belton City Cemetery.
1: Unmarked? There's a headstone. Really? There's a headstone. So I have you've a, been there. Yes, absolutely, actually. Um, so. A lot of people in Kansas City, especially Belton, do know the history of Carrie Nation because it's sort of local history. And some people from other areas of the country have told me they've heard her story before. But a friend of mine actually has a picture on his Facebook page of him with a bunch of beer cans, looking all drunk as fuck, like sprawled out on her grave. <laughs> My God! So there is a headstone, as far as I know. So it is
0: not unmarked. No. And people go there and take pictures drinking beer.
1: Yes, the irony. <laughs>
0: Kate Stevens, 2012 winner of the TV show X Factor, is a Belton native. Are you friends? I Tate. Have never
1: met Tate. I um, was able to look through the yearbook and see him in there, but I think they even painted his name on the water tower. It's on that huge water yeah, tower, yeah. With Tate Stevens. Yeah, that's the best thing we got to be proud of. I don't know. Like, well, got no, a, I've got one of
0: something even better than that. The largest employer in Belt, Missouri, do you want to guess?
1: Hmm. No, well, Walmart's on Raymore's side of the line, so I'm going to go with Hy-Vee. <laughs>
0: Quick Trip Quick Distribution trip. Center. Oh,
1: yes. I forget about the QT yeah. Distribution Center. Yeah, that place is huge.
0: Yeah, that's monstrous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, I got to know, this is a taco show. What's your history with tacos? Did you grow up a taco eater? Do you love tacos? What's your taco origin story?
1: I absolutely love tacos. That was always one of my favorite days at home. Mom making, going with the old El Paso kits, usually yeah. as a kid. You know, we didn't really eat much fast food when I was little. So Taco Bell was more of once I could drive myself of fast food restaurants in high school, but yeah, I think really became in into tacos post college, just because you know going out for drinks and stuff. You hit those those taco nights with the drink specials and stuff. My favorite right now is going to Frickin Frack on Saturdays. Yeah,
0: those are some good tacos. Yes, we uh, reviewed those. Very delicious. I love
1: I love good cheap tacos. Yeah,
0: cheap bar just tacos. Common, yeah, right? yep. lots of cheese on there. Mm-hmm. So that's one of your favorite spots in town.
1: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. But I can I tell my best taco story ever? Yeah. So this is the place. It's this little shack in Carlsbad, California. I used to work for a weight loss company that was based there, so we'd go out for trainings and such. It's right on the ocean, and it's kind of like the last building in this row of buildings along the ocean. So. it's just all beach no other buildings and you're just kind of sitting in like a pavilion type area outside and the fish taco just to this day I can remember the taste of that crispy fried fish and the coleslaw that was like cabbage and pineapple and a little vinegar and the tortilla was homemade it was perfect I was only there for four days but I went back a second time for the tacos they were so good and then the next time I was back in Carlsbad I took a whole group of people, made them get fish tacos with me, and everyone was highly, highly satisfied. Went back a second time that time, What's too. the
0: name of it? Do you I remember? don't even
1: remember. I just know how to get there. Yeah, I got to find out what that is so I can start sending people to it. Best taco of my life.
0: That sounds wonderful. That's a beautiful taco memory. about that taco. <laughs> <laughs> so we got to talk some we got to talk tacos. we got to talk sex. Yeah. And tacos.
1: Absolutely. So. I mean, tacos are very sexual, in my you opinion. Think, They're you, very I, I vulvar, gonna, you know, I was going to ask you that. Pink taco. It's a common name for <laughs> vulva.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. You're right. Um, well, I need to know. Do you think the taco is a sexy food?
1: Absolutely. It okay. is. Absolutely it is. I mean, one, you're having to use your hands for it. But just the act of like how you got to like take so much of it in your mouth. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, see, what about when stuff falls off of it? Does that ruin the sexiness? Like if a taco, you're eating a taco and there's chunks falling, like tomato and stuff falling off, or does that increase the sexiness for you?
1: If a little bit of it is falling off or like the sour cream is kind of like plunging out of it or like things are kind of like falling on your hand, you got to lick your fingers. I think that's kind of sexy. But like if your entire shell falls apart, I mean, that's like a guy going down on you for 10 seconds and then come out and be like, "Hey, my turn.
0: Okay. Yeah. Just a letdown. So you would go soft shell as opposed to hard shell for a sexy taco? I like a good taco. crunchy
1: taco. That's usually okay. my go-to, right. for okay. real. Soft well, shells are usually more of like, oh, that was a surprisingly nice soft shell taco, and no, I like the crunch.
0: What would you say is a very unsexy food?
1: I don't think steak and potatoes are very sexy. Ste- things okay. that you got to eat with a knife and a fork. Okay. That's that's Forks are fine, but then, like having to cut things up, like that's just not very... Sexy. Even though that's what a lot of people like to get on date night. Right. That heaviness that you get from the meat and the carbs, like that's hard to get into sexy mode after that, in my opinion. Okay.
0: What about soup? I'm going to go with soup.
1: Soup's very unsexy. (laughs) Yeah. Like a
0: vegetable soup, SpaghettiOs.
1: Yeah. There's nothing that can turn you on from that. Absolutely not.
0: But like sexy foods, I'd say cake, pasta, Mm -hmm. chocolate, chocolate mousse. Pie. Pie is very uh, sexy. Lemon meringue pie. Cherry pie. Cherry pie. Mm-hmm. Um, what about a churro? I think a churro. Yeah. Is super, super sexy. Um, <laughs> well, I was reading online, there's a sex therapist who is also a chef, and ah. she says that this is a sexy meal that she prepares a lot. Oh, love to hear it. Uh, as a starter, an avocado cream with salmon tartare. Okay. Main course. So this goes against your your steak thing, a ribeye steak with chili sauce and spinach. Does that sound sexy to you?
1: Actually, not really. Okay. Okay. Because again, the steak, if it's a small cut, sure. But a lot of people tend to get like bigger cuts. So it's just too much volume and spinach i don't know like if it's cooked i don't know okay. green green things and vegetables make you kind of gassy sometimes
0: oh okay you know so that's a bad thing
1: but if it's cooked it shouldn't do that as okay.
0: much and then dessert chocolate souffle
1: yes that's okay. very sexy okay
0: just anything chocolate anything
1: chocolate. yeah, yeah. choco tacos
0: maybe the sexiest of all foods
1: I used to have a boyfriend, actually my high school boyfriend, that used to buy me chaco tacos all the time. Like it was the summertime treat. Like he, you know, we'd show up to play tennis together, go hang out, and he'd show up with a ta- chaco taco. <laughs>
0: hey, what? Hap- I mean, that sounds like the perfect relationship right there. What? Nah, what he was happened? a
1: preacher's son, so oh. he wouldn't have lasted with me for very long <laughs> okay. once I came out of my shell.
0: Okay, we're in the middle of. Mm COVID-19 pandemic, Mm -hmm. how's it been going for you? I mean, how have people been approaching you? Like, what are we supposed to do with dating? Do you have any dating tips for during a pandemic? I mean, what are we gonna do?
1: Absolutely, people have been asking questions about what they should do because they are worried about their safety. And especially from women's perspectives, we often have trouble as it is talking about boundaries. You know, we're going through basically an entire generational shift, training ourselves at how to express our boundaries. So I think that that's a big part of it right now. For example, one of my clients, she's, she's a little older than me. She's doing the kind of like dating while she's got older kids thing. So she's got her children to be, you know, cautious of because they're older teenagers, but they're in the house. But she's already having to monitor their habits and who they're being exposed to on top of dating. So what I recommend, what she's been doing is, is doing a lot of talking on the phone or video chatting first for a few weeks to really get to know somebody express those things that you're okay with, as far as, are we gonna meet in a park and sit six feet apart for our first date? You know, you've got to ask those tough questions about how much are you social distancing? What What is your exposure level like? If you got sick, what would happen? All those things. But even so, she even had someone cross a boundary. They were out for a social distanced date at a park, wore their mask the whole time. He came up to her, pulled her mask down, and kissed her. That's not good. Not only is that a consent violation, she did not yeah. say that you could kiss her, but like she was wearing her damn mask for a reason. Right. So then we had to talk about, because she was confused about what to do about that, and I had to talk about, well well, if he can't respect your boundaries now, what's to say he's going to respect your boundaries later? Yeah. So I think a lot of that talk has to be in the forefront right now. Yeah, I mean, the, the grinder tender hookups have slowed way down. <laughs>
0: <Right>. <laughs> you were saying on a recent episode of your show that we're back to the old days of courting. Yes. Like just talking for a long time. Uh-huh. Talking. Not jumping on- into bed. Right.
1: Yeah, that's a big thing so now. Meeting
0: yeah. people online, talking more than, and maybe not even seeing them until this is over.
1: Yeah, I do have some clients who are doing that. Yeah, I mean, one client has a couple of guys that she's talking to, and they are doing the old fashioned things, like just talk on the phone for hours, sending flowers, writing letters to each other, and leaving like notes on each other's like cars or doorsteps. I think that there's a lot of ways that people are getting creative right now with how to get back to some of the basics of dating, things that maybe our parents or grandparents even did that were sweet and romantic. And gave the opportunity for us to showcase our personalities while just trying to get to know somebody again before you jump into bed with them or have any physical contact with them.
0: Maybe like a, like filming yourself churning butter <laughs> and sending that.
1: It shows that you um, have perseverance and uh, work ethic, right. I suppose. Yeah. But you sing a song to them while you're oh, yeah, yeah. churning butter.
0: Maybe play a f- song on a fiddle or something.
1: Yeah. That yeah. well, might be hard to play that and Sure, yeah, but,
0: but if you could do could both... Your, you could use
1: your hands on the butter, sure, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've, I mean, I've sent a couple of those to...
1: how uh, they work?
0: Uh, I never heard, hmm. never heard back. Never heard back. Never heard back. You did a whole episode on stepping your your dating profile up on, mm-hmm. on like, Tinder and, and Hinge and all the dating apps and just...
1: There's definitely ways to stand out. Actually, one someone that's been on your show before, Lauren Caldwell, was on doing a review oh, yeah. of some dating apps at the end of the year because she had dug up all this information about some of, like, the numbers that some of these dating apps had. She had joined one website called The League that actually, like, sent an email with some basically analytics and insights into what they were seeing from their members so we talked about some of that stuff but yeah it's things like um not forcing people to play where's waldo with your pictures like if you swipe on three or four pictures and you can't figure out exactly who it is that's their profile not going to swipe right on you Um, you know having the good face shot having a full body shot showing yourself active or on vacation but yeah there's things to be cautious about like framing things negatively like swipe left if you're a such and such supporter. Can you frame it more positively and say swipe right if you like this person? Right. Yeah.
0: I always just post pictures of my friend's kids. Is that (laughs) weird?
1: it can be weird okay yeah and no pictures of and me no pictures of, yeah but right they Is don't that, know what they're swiping on okay
0: so that's, that's a no, why that's you're a getting no a low no. response rate okay that's a no-no then i definitely
1: uh, have had people just turn their phone over to me and let me look at their profile <laughs> and make suggestions or make fixes right there i mean what you say or don't say in your bio matters
0: and you say get rid of all dead animal pictures yes oh my okay.
1: gosh please no dead animal pictures even if i mean if someone's into that that's i get that there's people that like hunting but a vast majority of people male or female just don't really want to see be swiping away and to see a dead animal right save that for once you're messaging and you want to show off your skill
0: right yeah i should probably i should probably step my game up then (laughs) I'm doing it all wrong. I I might have you. I'm happy to help. Help me, yeah. Okay, let's get into like sensual Taco Bell Mexican restaurant items. Okay. What would you What do you think is the most sensual of of Mexican foods?
1: Do I have to choose from a list of options, or I've got to come up with it off the top of my head? Let's see here.
0: I mean, I guess uh, describe your ideal partner in bed. Would you Ooh. Would you want a spicy nacho fry or a Crunchwrap Supreme? Maybe you're a Nacho's Belgrande. Lady.
1: Yeah, you hit a couple of things there. Okay, I would say Crunchwrap Supreme because I like a lot of variety and there's a lot of stuff in there and I like it in a nice package. Okay. That's tidy. Okay. <laughs> I have a little bit of OCD sometimes, so like the getting my fingers dirty is one thing, but the Crunchwrap Supreme, there is something very like, I don't know, when you're holding something with both hands and eating it okay. reminds me of things okay all right
0: yeah. now do you would you say a Mexican restaurant or a taco bell is an ideal first date spot
1: a Mexican restaurant yes a taco <laughs> bell no not even
0: like a Kentaco Hut, like no. the fanciest of Taco Bells?
1: Definitely not. Now, I'm not going to say that my boyfriend and I don't go to Taco Bell. Okay. However. Okay. Not for date night.
0: Okay. But you say like a very nice, fancy yeah, Mexican absolutely. restaurant. Absolutely, okay.
1: Tacos are a great date night.
0: I think Lauren, uh, Lauren Caldwell agreed to that, but I found out that she was a burrito girl. and
1: it had to kick her to the curb. Y- well, huh? yeah. No chance there. Yeah. No chance yeah. there.
0: Have you been on some weird dates before?
1: Absolutely.
0: What is the weirdest date you've been on and how did you recover on that date or escape that date?
1: Okay, so it actually happened this last fall. So I tend to do a lot of networking events. My schedule gets pretty busy with that and sometimes that means that my dates are after a networking event. So after a Mid-America LGBT chamber event, which we tend to go to 303 and have some drinks, I mean, this guy just was kind of persistent. My schedule was tight that week, but I said, look, this one night that I have available, you could pick me up here at 303 Club at like eight o'clock and we could go for some drinks or snacks or whatever. And so he agrees. And so I, I get the text that, you know, he's outside and, and I start to go out and actually a couple of my friends follow me because they're like, oh, let's see what Kristen's date looks like. And I get there and he's on the phone and he's kind of like doing the like, like the finger up, you know, one second thing. And it's cold. It's like the first cold night this last fall. And they go inside. He finally has me get in his car and we go to Harry's Bar and Tables. First off, his car was his work vehicle. He does like real estate, flipping homes, things like that. So it's filled with paint. It smells like chemicals, all that stuff. And I'm in a nice outfit from being in a networking event. Once we get to Harry's, he like looks at the menu and he like slams it shut. He's like, I don't eat crap like this. I was like, okay, you want to just get a dessert? He's like, again, I don't eat crap like this. And I'm like, you very well could, I said right then and there, you very well could have picked the place, but you left it on me to do it. So this is where I picked. This and- is the first time you met him? Yeah, in person. We had actually had like an hour and a half long phone conversation and gotten along pretty well. So at that point, I'm thinking maybe he just had a tough day or that phone conversation he just had was really harsh. It quickly devolved to where by the time I ate a cup of soup, I was pulling my phone out of my purse to call an Uber. And he goes, what are you doing? I was like, oh, I'm calling an Uber. And he's like, oh, that's how this is going to end? I was like, yes, that's how this is going to end. I'm going to go back to the bar with my friends. I don't give a shit what you do the rest of your night. And then I just got up, put my coat on, walked out to the front, and he wasn't really swearing at me, but he was like, "This is the problem with you liberals, none of you." I was like, "Oh, where did that come from?" He made deduce that, I suppose, from what I do for a living and that I'm okay yeah. with gay people or whatever. But yeah, that lasted like 35 minutes.
0: Do you recommend always having a friend nearby, or uh, what's your what's your best escape plan on a bad date?
1: You definitely need to have a plan, whether that's someone that can call you and check in on you or text you, not necessarily like be at the other end of the bar, like watching out for you, but maybe get there early and make friends with the bartender and have like a signal for them to come over and like give you an out.
0: Like a, like, like a
1: caca. Yes. Yes. Or if if you order a specific drink or something like that. Absolutely. But the thing is, I think that the reason a lot of people end up needing to have That safety net or have that out is because they didn't do enough talking to that person before they actually met up with them. I rarely meet up on a first date without having had an actual conversation, whether that's on the phone or by FaceTime with somebody. Like, I I try to always have a good idea of if we're going to be able to even have good spontaneous conversation before we show up. So I think that's part of the big problem with dating these days and I hope that COVID fixes that because now people are forced to get to know each other before they actually go on a date.
0: What would you say is the biggest question that's coming up in your coaching these days with couples? And what, what's something that's that you're dealing with a lot lately?
1: How do we have quality time together when we're stuck together all the time?
0: <laughs> because of COVID. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, because it used to be you at least either got some solace when your partner went to work or you left for the office, you know, the kids left for school whatever people don't have solo time anymore they don't have individual time just sit and think or decompress on their drive home from work before they show up for their partner they have five seconds between going from their office to the living room right so all the the stress that maybe they had time to like go on a walk after work before everyone else got home take the dog outside or go pick up the kids and talk to them and kind of you know unwind that elements missing these days. So yeah, a lot of couples are trying to figure out we've got all this time together. So not that we need time, but we need the time to matter. Right. And how do we get creative with dates? How do we keep ourselves entertained these days?
0: I've got some letters here that were emailed to me at our taco, the town email. Uh, from our listeners. Well, I told them that you were going to be on the show. Awesome. So I had a couple uh, people send in some questions for you. Do you mind if I go through these? I would love that. I told them to make sure they censored some of it <sighs> and replaced some of the words with words we talk about a lot here on Taco the Town. Uh-huh. So that just to give you a heads up on Got that. Got it. Got it. Okay, here's one from Vicky. She says my husband and I haven't gone out to eat Mexican food in 2 years. We used to go out to eat Mexican food all the time when we were first married. It seems like he never wants to go out to eat Mexican food anymore. (laughs) I haven't lost my desire to eat Mexican food. I really miss eating Mexican food. Any tips to get my husband in the mood to eat Mexican food again? Signed, Vicky.
1: Well, Vicky, you know, I think, my first question would be, has she actually talked to her husband and said, I really miss eating Mexican food. It was so much fun when we used to do that all the time, and I would really love to do that more often. Could we make some time soon to go eat some Mexican food? Or, or at least like figure out when or how we're going to go do that? Yeah, A lot of couples come at each other with... We don't have sex anymore. We don't talk. We don't go on dates. We don't do these things. And it's very accusatory. And, and it is because we're feeling frustrated with the change or the lack of something. And you've got to shift the way that you communicate about it. You have to come to your partner saying, this is what I want. How can we make it happen?
0: Right. I mean, it's always it's always fun to eat Mexican food.
1: Absolutely. And, and, if,
0: and if it doesn't work, find someone else to go eat Mexican food with and maybe...
1: That's always an option. Yeah. Yeah. I am not someone who thinks that monogamy is the only path. I myself am in an open relationship. It's a committed relationship. We're not seeing anyone else right now because of COVID. But yeah, I, it doesn't matter to me what your relationship structure is. You get the chance to write the rules yourself these days. And yeah. if you and your partner decide that he's not interested in Mexican food, anymore and he says you can go have a date night and eat and enjoy Mexican with whomever you want go for it.
0: Maybe he likes Thai food now.
1: Yeah. And he
0: never told her. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Maybe he misses Mexican food too and he's been looking for the way to tell her that too. Right. Without hurting her feelings or feeling like it's You know, a lot of people avoid the talk about it because they don't want to hurt their partner's feelings or they have tried to talk about it. And, you know, feelings bubbled up. You got angry. You got upset. You got accusatory. You got to be an adult about it. You got to come at the conversation with some compassion saying, I love you and I want this. How can we make it happen?
0: Right. Uh, Here's another one from one of our listeners. This one's pretty heavy. I met a woman. At a Mexican swingers restaurant Mm -hmm. last summer. I've never heard of one of those before. (laughs) I met a woman at a Mexican swingers restaurant last summer. We ended up really hitting it off even though we were both married. I started sending her photos of me eating enchiladas. And she'd send me back pics of her making tacos. Mm -hmm. Sometimes my wife would get jealous of the pictures of the woman making tacos. And other times it would get her really excited to make her own tacos. Then all of a sudden, we started getting pictures texted to us of the woman's husband putting shredded cheese on his fajitas. Mm -hmm. I was not cool with this, but my wife was. Should I start sending pics of my wife's chips and salsa? Or maybe of us both making hand-mashed guacamole. Thanks for the help, Chauncey.
1: I'm just giggling at all the like, <laughs> Mexican references. I love it. That
0: was heavily that, that censored. Was heavily I th- censored, yeah. for
1: sure. But I, I think I got the gist of it. So, you know, he, he is experiencing what comes up in a lot of swinger, open, polyamorous relationships, which is jealousy. So I would encourage him to do maybe some more just research, some more reading, and have some more conversations with his partner. Jealousy is not something that doesn't come up or just doesn't exist. It it comes up. It's about how those people in those relationship structures learn to deal with it. You can let a feeling bubble up and experience it, but then logically process it to say, you know, she was not cool with this, but it was just those feelings of jealousy versus a boundary. You've also got to distinguish where is jealousy versus where is a boundary being crossed. Okay.
0: Is sexting... Is that just common nowadays?
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely, especially for people in like open relationships yeah. because it, especially these days, it's giving them that taste of what they're looking for is just something that's slightly different. And there's lots of people out there who feel fulfilled and can love multiple people other people are monogamous and that's all right Right. but yeah i think that it's just like maybe reading um there's a few books out there i'd recommend called ethical slut that one's been out for a long time it's on like its third edition at this point so the newer edition has a lot more of the the modern nuances about online dating in ethical non-monogamous situations ethical non-monogamy is that term that you might hear for a lot of these types of relationship structures and there's another book called more than two that. Also has come highly recommended and, again, has a little bit more modern spin on it with what the world is like these days.
0: But would you ever recommend someone sending pictures of them making hand-mashed guacamole with their uh, significant other? Yeah, I mean, if
1: if the other person's okay. So one thing that they could do, instead of just sending the picture, ask, would you like a picture of us doing this? Get their consent that's the whole thing. You got to
0: first find out if they're into guacamole. Right, maybe. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So
1: for instance, if he's worried about what pictures his wife is going to be okay with getting in the future or, or what he's okay with getting with from this other person in the future, those consent and boundary talks are really, really key. Like, hey, I'm cool with getting these kinds of things. This I wasn't really cool with. So can you hold off on these? But then also if he's going to show his wife, he's going to be like, hey, I just got this picture. Do you want to see? She'll tell you yes or no. She'll tell you what her boundaries are. That's the thing about boundaries. If you want to know what people's boundaries are, just ask.
0: I mean, they were going to a Mexican swingers restaurant. Yeah. So,
1: So, and that's the thing. You sometimes don't know what experiences you're going to be okay with until you actually experience them. But then you've got to be honest about how how you're feeling. And then you've got to assess those feelings. Is it because society's telling me I shouldn't enjoy this? Or is it like really truly deeply, I don't feel that this is okay, I'm not into this. You gotta assess those feelings and where they're coming from.
0: Okay, I got one more here. Thank you so much for answering these.
1: Yeah, love it. My
0: listeners really appreciate it. Okay, she says, okay, I met a guy online who seems like he might be the one. He's handsome. Great with my kids. We laugh a lot. We have the same taste in arts, culture, etc. There's one thing, though, except when it comes to the bedroom, he has a few quirks I just don't understand. Mm-hmm. He likes to stick his cheesy gordita crunch into my nacho cheese chalupa. Help, signed Talia.
1: I'm guessing we're talking about backdoor play.
0: Oh, is that what that
1: is? I that mean, what that I'm is? Guessing. I couldn't. Well, because my guess, if it was just straight-up intercourse, you know, penis and vagina intercourse, then, like, that's the whole point of sex. And then there's oral sex, which, I mean, that's pretty common. So my guess is she's referring to anal.
0: Okay. All right.
1: So if that's what it's referring to, what's what's the writer, what's the letter writer's name again? Uh, Talia. Talia. So if Talia, if that's what you're referring to, anal play can be a lot of fun. However, there's also, like, a time and a place for it. It's usually not going to be as common... You know what you do is is it is just with I'll say regular intercourse, penis and vagina intercourse. And it Sometimes, seems like something
0: they can get she can they can get over like they can get or they can uh, learn to enjoy. If everything else is clicking, this is something I think they can work together and
1: absolutely yeah. they can work together and figure out how to make it a pleasurable experience. I suppose maybe the thing is maybe he wants it too often in her opinion. Okay. Or they're just not properly preparing for it, lube. Lube, lube, lube is essential. The right lube is essential. Silicone is usually best. But you do also have to be conscientious of things like, what did you eat that day? How is your digestive system feeling? That is a key factor. Oh, those are things you oh, have. Oh, yeah. Okay. You need to think yeah. about that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you also, sometimes you got to think about where you're at in your cycle because that can affect your digestion for women. Ask a gay man and they'll tell you, <laughs> oftentimes anal sex requires preparation okay. or t- proper timing yeah it's not just a spur or spur uh, it's not a uh what am I trying to say here
0: spur of the moment
1: yes spur of the moment <laughs> I was about to say sperm I think. Sperm
0: of the moment <laughs> I would just like to uh say mom and aunt Teresa please don't listen to this episode
1: we should have given my disclaimer that I give at the beginning of my podcast which is you should probably be listening with your headphones <laughs> and be 18 and over
0: forgot to do that that Whoop.
1: doesn't help mom and aunt Teresa. Right. They're probably doing Whoops. both of those yeah. things. So, sorry ladies.
0: Well, thank you so much for answering those questions. I think you helped a lot of people out there, a lot of our listeners. Um, you know, every week here on the show, I like to check the Taco News Stories of the Week. This is the Taco mm-hmm. Ticker. You okay. want to check the Taco Ticker with me? Yes. All right, let's do it. <laughs> Ow. Okay, Taco Ticker Story Number One. Taco Bell appears to be testing a new menu item. They just got rid of all those menu items. Mm-hmm. Their new menu item is crispy chicken wings. Why? It's gotta be something to, because they're owned by KFC. You yeah,
1: know? I was gonna say, is this just like a a, a a chain supply, supply chain thing that they're like, oh well it's already easily able to, you know, ship Pro- to the restaurant, yeah. so let's just do it. Um, you know? So oh.
0: well, they eliminated all the potato. Potato items. Mm -hmm. They are introducing these in a Taco Bell in Fullerton, California. They recently started serving chicken wings. The restaurant chain is officially calling it the Crispy Chicken Wings. They're apparently served in a box of five wings with a side of spicy ranch as a dip. No blue cheese. It costs $4.99 per order. They are not boneless wings. They're traditional bone-in wings in a breaded coating served as drums and flats. No word on when Taco Bell wings could potentially move out of a one-off test near the company's headquarters in Irvine to a wider test and eventual rollout to other cities. They're considering that fall is the peak wing season. One could presume it will be available soon, depending on customer reactions.
1: Oh, because of football and parties like that. Okay, one... A boneless tend- boneless wing is just a tender. Right. <laughs> it's not a wing. It's, it's an, just it's, a chicken tender. It's a, it's a nugget. Sometimes it's
0: a nugget. It's a nugget. Yeah. yeah. I don't believe in, in boneless wings not, at all. Not me
1: either. It needs to be the bone for sure. Not right. like the flats, not the drawings. Yeah. I'm just kind of like, why? Why? Why are you trying to get into that part? Like that's not what I'm going to go to Taco Bell for is wings.
0: I mean, they broke our heart. It took away all those items. It took away all the potato items. And now they're bringing in chicken wings. It just sounds like a KFC driven decision, not yeah. a Taco Bell decision.
1: Yeah, and so then at the Kentaco Hut, you're gonna walk in and have three options for chicken wings, I guess.
0: Maybe it's COVID-related. Maybe. Maybe.
1: There are a lot more Taco Bells, and there are KFCs, aren't there?
0: I think there's more KFCs than anything in the world. Is there? Yeah.
1: Oh well, because they're international yeah. reach. Yeah, they're huge internationally. Yeah. Huge. There's a KFC like gourmet but- <laughs> in Japan <laughs> and shit.
0: Yeah, and there's a KFC right by the Giza pyramids in Egypt.
1: Uh, sorry. Let me pick my chop off the floor. <laughs> at that blasphemy. Okay. Sick.
0: Yeah. Well, I. I mean, I love a good chicken wings so i will definitely be trying these if they make it out here to the midwest okay taco ticker story number two do you watch the mask singer
1: i don't i don't I either don't watch any network tv right now i
0: don't either i i flipped past it and it's a terrible show and
1: wasn't sarah palin like the i, I saw like that that she was the last thing yeah. I mean, she had a really terrible rendition of baby got back but oh yeah.
0: wow well recently they had a taco mask guy who was a Dancing, singing taco there. Uh-huh. This was on the last season that wrapped up earlier this year. I mean, it turned out to be Tom Bergeron, a former host of Dancing with the Stars, okay. was the was the singing taco <laughs> on the Masked Singer, and no singing one could taco. guess it was him. I would, I didn't even know he was a singer.
1: I didn't know Sarah Palin was a singer either. But, uh, it's just random people on reality shows, but. Yeah, the, the mass singer definitely had my my brain going down certain paths.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask you. So, our, we had a guest on recently that said a a plush taco suit like characters would scare them. Uh-huh. I was going to ask you what's your thoughts on plush costumes in the bedroom like a plushy furry situation. Some
1: people really really like it. You know, it's their thing, furries. They have whole conventions for people that are into being a furry, which is wearing those those big Plush costumes, but my best friend in college was actually Truman the Tiger, so definitely had some jokes with him about you know furry sex and things like that. He still got a Truman head, and you know jokes with with his wife about you know what. He still wears it sometimes. Didn't
0: didn't the guy who played Slugger get arrested for having like a crazy sex party? I hope not. Like ten years ago.
1: Here's the thing. What consenting adults do is up to them. But you know, if you're getting arrested for something going on there, maybe there was something non-consensual. However, I think that you should do whatever you feel is safe, sane, and consensual. I don't know. That's your thing. Do it.
0: I don't know what this has. Like, I don't think Tom Bergeron was having sex with people in his taco suit. I don't know that. I don't know that for a fact. But it could be true. He
1: could have taken the. Well, he wouldn't even have to take the suit home. A lot of those people do in their dressing rooms, stuff like that, but...
0: Do you think they're forced to wear the suit home? Like, they never get to take it off the entire time they're filming the show? That's, that could be true. You know,
1: that's one thing about, like, how do they sneak the people in and out of the studios without them being seen, right. and... hmm.
0: I do like the idea of a dancing taco. I was just going to say that. A plush dancing taco. I like that Same. idea. Okay, taco ticker story number three. A lot of taco news this week. Have you ever heard of the restaurant Velvet Taco?
1: I have heard of it, yes.
0: Well, I guess earlier this year in Houston, Texas, they are putting a velvet taco in a former adult gift shop. Uh huh. So they're moving, it's called Zone D Erotica, or the former place was called Zone D Erotica, and they are putting a velvet taco inside the former adult novelty boutique. That seems like the perfect place to put a, a velvet taco.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. You're already getting, you know, I would think that, you know, if you're, if you were drawing in people to come to an erotic store, you're going to draw in people for a, a taco store, you know, people who are, especially if it's late night, sexy tacos. Yeah. Cause isn't that velvet tacos kind of thing? They're not like a typical taco joint. They're kind of like. Like a sexy taco yeah. joint. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great. Why stock. don't I think we keep have... like some of the elements from the adult yeah. store? <laughs>
0: former, former business. Um, some old
1: posters on the, on the walls. Yeah. From the DVD <laughs> Seems like sales. the
0: perfect place. Uh, yeah, why don't we have those here in So, KC? you know,
1: the thing about some adult stores, some are just, like, Cerillas is fine. You walk in and it's just, like, the toys and the lingerie and the the novelty stuff for, like, the bachelorette parties and shit. I like places like the Old On Theater in Columbia, Missouri, which has, oh like, gosh. a spot in the back that you walk into little theaters and watch films.
0: Really? Yeah. You still have that in Columbia?
1: Yeah. There's a place here on Truce called The Strand that you can do that. Okay. Yeah, The Strand Theater.
0: I thought those went... The Wayside uh, Years ago There's
1: still Some here and there You just gotta know Where to look
0: and They don't serve food though No Okay No No tacos
1: But yeah The straight is just a theater But the Old On is the The, the adult you know, erotic shop plus the theater and arcade. I think they had a little arcade back there with like sexy arcade games. Something like that. Okay, cool. Yeah, my little plug for my old favorite sex shop, the <laughs> on theater.
0: Okay, so every week here on the show, we have a crime story from Taco Bell because there seems to be a lot of crime at Taco Bell. This is uh, Cheesy Gordita Crime.
1: Okay. Cheesy Gordita Crime.
0: This story comes from Michigan. A Michigan Taco Bell employee was accused of throwing a chair through a window. This is in Hillsdale, Michigan. A manager at a Taco Bell in Michigan is accused of going into a rage and throwing a chair through a window and causing severe damage at the restaurant. His name was Dakota James Jablinski, 22 years old. He was arrested last December and charged with disorderly conduct and malicious destruction of property worth more than $1,000. A five-year felony. Cool. Jablonski was at an off-site employee party and was told he had to return to work to clean and close the restaurant. The newspaper reported police responded to a call when Jablonski allegedly began destroying property, including throwing a table through a window. I thought he threw a chair through a window. Maybe he did both.
1: Even the cops can't get it right.
0: Uh, the caller believed Jablonski was trying to break into the restaurant. He just lost it. The uh, attorney told the newspaper,
1: "I'd lose it too if I went to a holiday party and like, um, by the way, you need to get your ass back to the store and close. Like the fuck." <laughs> you didn't schedule people to take care of that tonight? You think because I'm the manager that I just get to go out and party and then go? Yeah. I'd be kind of pissed, too. I don't know if I would have thrown a table through a window.
0: How do you even uh, lift a table? To th- I mean, they are pretty heavy tables there. Or maybe you know, it's
1: like that like angry person strength, right? right. Where you're just like... Where you can like, <gasps> lift cars and mm-hmm. stuff. That would meth. I don't know. <sighs>
0: There's, yeah, probably meth because he's doing meth at the party, maybe.
1: I mean, I don't want to judge the poor kid, but 20, <laughs> 22 years old and he was a manager. It's also a probably not a very deep employment pool in that town maybe yeah so but yeah poor kid he should have been able to go enjoy the party
0: he did not have a merry christmas no. wait this was on december 24th this was christmas yeah, Eve, right yeah That's
1: they not took good. him to the company could the store christmas party and be like by the way i hope you had a <laughs> wonderful evening go fuck yourself and go close the store <laughs> on christmas eve at 1 a.m 2 a.m Yeah, because they close late a yeah. lot of times or even like 10 o'clock or midnight i but. thought they
0: closed early mm. on uh christmas eve man not a merry christmas for that taco bell or mr jablonski no. jablinski
1: plus like a felony for throwing that this because of the value of the window come on
0: so much violence at taco bell there's something going on there so we got to crack that case see what what the real reason is all this violence is happening okay well let's take a quick break okay we'll be right back after this break this segment of taco the town is brought to you by dj stan tate When you want the best in DJ services, look no further than DJ Stan. From special events for groups small or large, indoor or outdoor, corporate or private, DJ Stan is the five-star award-winning DJ who provides music, lighting, event management, and MC services. Book DJ Stan today by visiting djstan.com. That's d-j-s-t-a-n-n.com. Yes, that's Stan with two N's, why two ends? Because he's twice as nice. Now go ahead and find out how nice by clicking DJStan.com. Okay, this is Town of the Tacos. Town of the Taco. Kansas City, yo, the place I love. This is where we discuss the town that the tacos are in, our humble hometown, Kansas City. I've got a Kansas City Cup here with Kansas City Topics. Kristen?
1: I'll do the honors You're going to pull there. one? What'd you get? If Casey ever does this, I'm moving. It's like blank. If Casey ever does blank, I'm moving. Okay. Hmm. That's tough because here's the thing. I left... In 99, after I graduated high school, I went to Mizzou. I swore I was never coming back because the Kansas City that I left in the late 90s was boarded up, it was blighted, you know, all those things. There wasn't anything to return to in this city and I didn't want to be a suburban person. I, now I don't think I'll ever leave. <laughs> it's gonna take a lot for me to leave. Gosh, I think you, you you, first, what do you think? Is there something that would make you leave, Casey? Oh, we had
0: this a couple weeks ago. I would say, you know, if we lost the Chiefs and Royals,
1: I'm not a football person. But I do love baseball. I do love the. If Royals. we lost our
0: sports teams, and if they outlawed eating tacos, of course.
1: Yes, those are both very, very <laughs> good ones. Absolutely. If they outlawed beer, if they oh, outlawed yeah. Kansas City beer. Yeah. If they outlawed like like small breweries because I don't drink like corporate beer. Right. Yep. Yep. Okay. It's a good one. If we had prohibition again, right? Like Kansas City. Pull another one. Okay.
0: Oh, is this gonna? This looks like a good one.
1: Describe the perfect KC day. Uh, yeah. What's
0: your what's your what's your perfect Kansas City day?
1: My favorite building in town is Union Station because my great great grandfather helped build it. Awesome. So I think maybe starting my day off kinda around there, maybe have a quick breakfast at Harvey's or something, just walk around, ride the streetcar around downtown, maybe go get a snack at the city market. Go for a bike ride around town. I love riding my bike around Kansas City, especially around, my boyfriend lives downtown. I'm in Hyde Park, so riding kind of between his neighborhood and mine, and the plaza. Maybe go see a, oh God, if we could have live concerts. So imagining that this is like not COVID days, <laughs> right. right? This is all non-COVID days. Uh, maybe see a little live show, go see a local band or something, sit on a patio, just have a couple drinks and some good food. Tacos or barbecue are usually my my go-to for that.
0: What's your favorite month in Kansas City. Are you a fall or are you a spring or are you a, a summer? May. i May. like May. I like
1: May. I love the springtime. I love when everything's coming alive and getting green again. We have such a beautiful green city and I love to garden. I grew up on a farm in Mexico, Missouri till I moved up here. Um, so yeah, gardening the outdoors has always been big for me. But yeah, that spring renewal is what I live for.
0: Let's hope spring 2021 we'll be able to <laughs> get yeah. out and do stuff and Venues will be open and restaurants will be wide open again.
1: Concerts, concerts. and hugs <laughs> are the things I miss the most. I miss going to my networking events and hugging my people and just catching up with folks. And yeah, the collective effervescence is what I love about concerts. Like I'm a, I'm a Bonnaroo person. i go a Bonaruvian, I go now every year. Uh, and it is that just huge crowds of people that are all there to have fun and enjoy something and be positive. That's... I miss that energy.
0: Bonnaroo's in uh, Tennessee? Yeah, Manchester, yeah. Tennessee. Yeah. My best
1: friend, Ray, she's gone. This would have been her 10th year. We had our tickets purchased and, of course, it got canceled. But it was really sad seeing that refund hit my, my account. Uh, <laughs> but well. we got to be safe. It's, yep. But it's, yeah, four days of concerts and music, just like small music venues, like or music stages, like small musicians, big bands, art, just being out in nature camping and being on an 800-acre farm and not worrying about the police because it's pre- property, <laughs> so you can pretty much do what you want.
0: They got uh, swimming holes? They
1: don't. No. They do have a fountain that you okay. can go, like, see them. They paint murals on the fountain and things okay. like that. But, yeah, my my last Bonnaroo was interesting because, so the guy I'm dating, real quick, the guy I'm dating, we dated last year, but he broke up with me right before I left for Roo. Like, he broke up with me on what? Sunday and I left for Bonnaroo on Wednesday, And I already had my drug plan in place, so the (laughs) night that I did acid, that was a mistake because I forgot, didn't know really, that you're supposed to be in a really good emotional place before you trip acid. So it kind of entered a dark night of the soul period after that where I was like, what's the meaning of life? Aren't we all alone in the universe? It's okay. We're all just going to die alone. Fuck this all. And then I had to pull myself out of that. But now we're back together and he has to hear about my... Dark night of the soul for my ass <laughs> trip from Bonnaroo on occasion. Since how, I feel like he kind of caused it.
0: How long were you guys apart?
1: So we were apart from last June until this March-ish okay. is when we started seeing each other again. We went out for coffee right before everything started hitting and realized there was still a spark there. Okay. And it was kind of casual at first. I was seeing somebody else, actually, that I was kind of more interested in. But then that started to fizzle, and I actually turned to my boyfriend and was asking for advice because I was like, I feel like I've done everything I can. Can I get a guy's perspective? He's like, yeah, no, you you have done what you can. Backed off the other guy, and then he and I started seeing each other more. And then, like, two weeks later, he looked at me and was like, I love you. I was like, shit, I love you, too. I had wanted him to just go out and figure things out and get his, get his shit together. And that's exactly what he did. And so yeah, I was kind of scared when he came back because then I was worried about, like, well, is he going to do this again? Or has he really got it all together? But, no, we're totally in love. and. Doing great and planning our lives together.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, he's a
1: partner. We're never getting married, not having kids, but he's my he's my life partner. We're gonna build something together.
0: Does he like tacos? He loves tacos. Okay, all right. All right. He's yes, a keeper then. He is he's a keeper. Absolutely. Okay, um, what do you say we review some tacos? Yeah. Let's do it. Oh my gosh. Okay, so we've got snack shack tacos here looking mm-hmm. like a snack.
1: Yes.
0: Looking like a delicious snack. Oh my gosh.
1: These look way better than in a tub, you said, and I agree with you 100%.
0: The orange powdered cheese is not as neon orange.
1: It's not. It's not. You know, the, the whole powdered cheese thing is an interesting thing. Cause, like, again, there's a the debate about who started it first, but like what I'd always heard is that the reason they did the powdered cheese was because Richard's Gabauer Air Force Base was down here. So there was the commissary, and the owner, you know, would just go buy the the cheese at the commissary. It's cheap, whatever. So, I don't know. I kind of buy more that maybe Lights was the originator of this style of taco, and a tub stole it because there's no base up by tub.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm fascinated by this whole in-fighting, in family feud, uh, original recipe of these kind of tacos. It's very fascinating. Mm-hmm. And I like mm-hmm. your I like your history theory on the uh, commissary cheese with Richard's Kabauer just yeah. being right down the street. But we got hot sauce. Are you gonna? How much are you gonna put on there?
1: I tend to dip like like I'll dip the end of my taco into it rather than pour. Okay, you're Especially a dipper. At first, I'm a dipper until I test out the heat. I mean, we did say mild, but the, these clearly have an H on them. <laughs> right. So we're about to find out.
0: And and that place was packed tonight. Yeah. There's a lot of people in line to get.
1: Everyone was wearing their masks.
0: Right. Taco Tuesday. And they said limit 12. (laughs) For carload. For carload, yeah. And you say they run out?
1: Oh, yeah. They used to run out on Tuesdays. Usually you got there at 6 or 7 o'clock. They didn't have anything. Wow. Yeah.
0: So we were lucky to get these. Yes. Let's take our first bites here.
1: Okay. Here we go. Oh, my gosh. The power cheese kind of sticks to the roof of your mouth. Wow. crunch
0: these are the tacos that that are just i i knew existed somewhere in the world now that i know they're here i don't know if i can ever not go to lights every tuesday
1: they're so good they really are so good
0: i can definitely taste the in a tub influence same basic recipe
1: Mm -hmm. the meat's well seasoned it's not just beef
0: and you were telling me they don't do beans Mm -mm. right
1: Mm -mm. not this one not lights just beef. No beef
0: and bean as an option. Because Tub has bean beef, mm-hmm. and these are just beef. Yeah. Do they do anything other than beef tacos or just beef? I
1: think at, it's just the beef tacos, lights? yeah.
0: I love it. So good. Okay, uh, yeah, these are awesome. Mm-hmm. So good. I'm going to eat all three.
1: I have to eat all three fast, or I can't finish them all.
0: Yeah. Jeez. This place is awesome. It's a hidden gem.
1: Like I said, I had in a a couple of weeks ago. And the one thing that I noticed was that there was a lot of grease in the bottom of the container. And like, yeah, I pulled my tacos out because they put all six bars in one box, but they're not like standing in grease either, even though they're a deep fried taco.
0: There's lettuce, there's the meat and the powdered cheese. And the shell, and that's Mm -hmm. it. No tomato, but they give you plenty of sauce. It has the the classic Kansas City taco shell, like the Kansas City-style tacos. Mm -hmm. Like the Mm pinch-style, yeah, the thin, Mm -hmm. deep-fried. That's exactly what they are.
1: I didn't realize the Parmesan on top was a Kansas City thing.
0: Yeah, but no Parmesan here, just not as neon. Powdered cheddar. Powdered cheddar, yeah. Mm -hmm. So good.
1: The thing with their tacos, like they have other things on their menu. They've got burgers and whatever. I'll occasionally get tots or whatever if I want a little side, but... Yeah, most of the time, all I get is the three tacos.
0: They have a very crazy menu, kind of like in a Tub has a mm-hmm. crazy menu. They mm-hmm. have the loose meat uh, burgers. Mm-hmm. Did you ever have one of those? Yes. How are those they? Those are
1: good. They really are good. They're well-seasoned, and yeah, they're good. They have a burger
0: called a Triple Daria. Have you ever had that? Uh-uh. I didn't see any photos of it, so I don't know exactly what it is. I
1: can never eat very much volume of food, so I'm never the one that's going for, like, The two pound burrito or the... No (laughs) no food challenges. Uh -uh, Not a food challenge person. Definitely not.
0: Do you think Light Snack Shack is a place that you could take a first date? Hmm. Or is this more of a fifth, sixth date or something? That's
1: definitely more of a fifth, sixth, like, hey, I've got this cute little hole-in-the-wall restaurant that I want to take you to. I'm a big fan of dive bars, hole-in-the-wall restaurants, things like that, but not for a first date. Okay. That's definitely like, you've had a chance to get to know each other and you're kind of more like showcasing your style No, at okay. this
0: point. Okay. Yeah. Here's the question. Have you ever taken your current boyfriend to Lights Snack Shack?
1: Not Lights. No, I've not brought him to Belton yet.
0: You haven't?
1: I haven't. He's met my mom, but not at my mom and dad's house. He hasn't met my dad. My parents are together, but we went and picked strawberries together, <laughs> me and my mom and my boyfriend, but I have not brought him down to Belton. I'm not ready for him to experienced that yet.
0: <laughs> he, he's your life partner, but he's, he hasn't been to Belton yet.
1: Well, yeah, no. <laughs> okay. I, here's the thing. I don't come down here that much, especially since COVID hit. Cass County didn't have the face mask regulations like KCMO did. My dad wasn't wearing a face mask for until three or four weeks ago when you know who decided to it, to, it was okay to wear a face mask, and then he fell in line, partly because of that. I have not brought my love Matthew down to meet my parents or to experience Belton Moe in all its glory. Cause here's my thing, where am I gonna take him? Light, light Snack all That's you literally do. my only option. All you got to do he is take He would is be a happy boy going yeah. to lights. He liked in a tub. I think he'd like lights even better.
0: Okay, well, I got to know, what's your final rating on these tacos? I mean, I know it's going to be pretty high. Five golden tacos being best.
1: These, to me, get a 4.5. They, there's a little bit of nostalgia that pulls their, you know, gives them probably another half star. For what it is, it's such good quality. I, I don't know how a deep fried taco can be this light and not make me feel like I'm going to puke afterwards or feel very uncomfortable in the morning. But, yeah, these hit the spot every time. What would you give them?
0: I, I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm going for, I think I'll go 4.5. Mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not sure it's missing anything because I think it would that would ruin a taco if you did anything else to this taco. Mm-hmm. I, I, I agree with your nostalgic thing. I feel like this is kind of like Taco Villa is to me, mm-hmm. to you. But I feel like I've had this taco in Kansas City before. This is the kind of taco I grew up eating in Kansas City. At all the various Kansas City original taco places like Manny's, like, mm-hmm. but yeah. I'm loving this powdered cheese. It's unique. Um, it's unique. I, I kind of I miss a little bit of the neonish color that they no. have in a tub, but uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of just picking up the cheese and petting it. It's so soft. This it is. It's like
1: velvety. It's kind of like, what's that um, like play sand that they have for kids these days? Yeah. Like moon sand the, yeah. or whatever? Uh-huh. It sort of feels like that in <laughs> exactly. between your fingers. <laughs>
0: it's fun to just play with. Well, yeah, I'm going 4.5 as well. Delicious taco. You got to go on Taco Tuesday for... Um, for the taco night mm-hmm. and get 12 you know do the mm-hmm. limit do
1: the limit push yeah. to the limit grab a couple friends that have been social distancing as well do like us grab your tacos and go to the park
0: we usually have a segment called bad reviews read in a funny voice but we're trying to keep it a little more positive uh-huh. so these are good reviews in a funny voice do you okay. want to read some of these yeah all right let's do it
1: bad reviews on tug of the town Tug of the town Taco the, the
0: town okay who do you have there
1: We've got Damon M.
0: Okay, let's hear what Damon M. has to say.
1: Yes, the food is fried. Yes, they put powdered cheese on the tacos. That's part of the original recipe. If you want shredded cheese instead of powdered, let them know. Burgers are awesome, nachos are not bad, I love the fried burritos. Beware of the super hot taco sauce. I talked with one of the owners about it and he said he adds habaneros to set them out of the normal hot sauce. If you wanna know what suffering feels like, either get one or two tacos is super hot with whatever else you're buying or get a side of it instead. In conclusion, the food is awesome, Tacos get powdered cheese by default, and you could ask for shredded cheese. And super hot is masochistic suffering. Perfect for waking up and clearing out those sinuses. Five stars.
0: That was wonderful.
1: Thanks.
0: (laughs) He really hit all all points. Have you ever had the super hot taco
1: there? I am such a wuss when it comes to heat. I would love to be able to eat the super hot taco, but I mean, like mild sauce usually gets to me. Okay. It's not so much while I'm eating it. It's the aftermath, the day after. Right. That I can't handle.
0: Right. I'm going to read one here. Which one do you think I should read? I'll, I'll read. I'll read. Uh,
1: Caitlin?
0: Caitlin J. Yeah. Okay. What kind of voice should I do? Owen Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> this place is so wrong and yet so very, very right. Came here on a summer day and ordered a basket full of tacos, which I split with a friend. They were really nothing out of this world, and I was terrified to notice the cheese was some sort of powdery substance. I'd been warned by my dining partner. Before setting foot in the shack, they sprinkle crack on their tacos, (laughs) a notion I had laughed off as a joke. Dear reader, beware. It might not be crack, but these strange little tacos will have you aching for more, be it an hour, a day, or a week later. I kid you not. Whoa. Four stars.
1: (laughs) That was a good one.
0: (laughs) It is kind of like crack.
1: It is. It is. They are addictive. I didn't try them until high school when friends started talking about them. Like, what? You haven't been to Lights yet? But we lived on the e- northeast corner of town, and we just didn't come over here very often. Yeah, my addiction has been since the 90s.
0: So good. It's one of those local mom-and-pop places that we really need to support right now just because of absolutely uh, COVID. And um, they were closed for a while, and I know they're, they're probably having hard times. So definitely check out Light's Snack
1: Shack. And if you're going out to restaurants right now, wear your mask and tip well. 20% is not enough right now. You're not eating out as much as you used to. Throw them a little extra. 20% should be your bare minimum you're tipping right now. Hopefully it's more. Right. I used to work in the service industry, so that's a big thing. That is a deal breaker on dates. Tipping? Tipping. Oh yeah. I had one guy that took me to Rock Hill Grill. Had a really good date last fall. I went on a lot of dates after Matthew and I broke up because I was just like, fuck it, I'm going to get laid, whatever. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it was a good date until the end. We split the bill. I'm always fine with going Dutch on a first date. And I tip six bucks and look over and he's tipping three. He was doing 10%. So I excused myself and went to the restroom. The owner had stopped by earlier just to ask how our, our service was. And I slipped him a $5 bill. He's like, what's this? I was like, this is making up for my date who's lame as fuck and not getting a second date. So, yeah.
0: Also big on a date is how is uh, seeing how they treat the waiter, the Absolutely.
1: wait staff. Are they respectful and kind? Do they ask the server's name and use it? Or do they treat them like they're their servant? Yeah.
0: Right. So Snack Shack, located in Belton, Missouri, 422 North Scott Avenue. If you're having a hankering for some tasty powdery tacos, it's not crack, but it's close to it. Wouldn't you say? I would agree. And it's a very sexy restaurant. Would you say that? (laughs)
1: <laughs> it looks like an old DQ to me. Probably I was. Think it, I think yeah, it is totally, an old DQ. Totally an old DQ. Yeah, it's been renovated. You know, actually, they had just updated the tables and everything since I had been in it a couple of years ago. So
0: It's kind of retro sexy, I'd say.
1: Mm-hmm. A little rustic. They've got like their country kitsch things right. going on in there. But yeah, mom and pop all the way.
0: So check out Light Snack Shack in Belton. You won't be disappointed. We'll be right back after this break. Hey, everybody. Dave from Taco of the Town here. I wanted to let all of our listeners know about a new podcast from our executive producer, Chris Garibaldi. It's called The Lost and Found and Rewound Podcast. It's a movie review podcast where Chris and his old childhood chums, Jim and Rick, review movies from their childhood that they watched on VHS and they remember being great. They watch the film again and determine if the film that they loved as teens holds up or if it should be lost forever. They review movie classics such as The Wicker Man and Sharky's Machine. So be kind and unwind with the Lost and Found and Rewound podcast. Available now on Podbean. And now it's time to get serious. It's time for Taco Topics. This is Taco Topics. This is the ultimate taco questionnaire. This is when I get your deep, true taco feelings. Mm-hmm. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. Okay. Here we I was go. born ready. Question number one, what's the one thing you look for in a taco?
1: Well-seasoned meat. Has to be seasoned meat. You can't just throw some stuff you put on the grill or the, the meat has to have good flavor and seasoning.
0: What about tonight's meat? How was it?
1: It had just a little bit of spice in it, I feel like. It's not as spicy as some other places I've had it, but you could tell that they did like, salt the meat. There's not too much pepper, but they didn't try to also overload it with stuff like it. It's not like a saucy meat. Like it's not like coated. Right. Yeah. I think it's just the perfect balance.
0: Do you prefer hard shell or soft shell? You said hard shell. shell. Hot or mild salsa? Mild. Mild. No cilantro or pro cilantro? Pro
1: cilantro.
0: All right. That's the right answer right there. (laughs) Favorite side dish with tacos, chips and salsa, chips and queso, chips and guac.
1: Chips and queso. All
0: right. So F Mary kill Uh, salsa, queso, guac.
1: It would be salsa, queso, guac. I could do without guac. You're gonna the rest of my f life. salsa. Yeah, yeah. M-
0: Mary queso. Uh huh.
1: And a- kill guac. Kill guac. Okay. Yeah.
0: In your opinion, is Kansas City a good taco town?
1: Absolutely. We have so many good restaurants, especially like on the Boulevard. KCK. We have just as many good taco joints, I feel, or Mexican restaurants, as we do barbecue joints.
0: I believe in ten years, Kansas City will be a taco mecca, just like it is a barbecue mecca now. In my opinion, it is already a taco mecca. Oh, yeah. Heck, even here in Belton, we've got some beautiful taco (laughs) restaurants. Have you ever had a time in your life when you've had to turn down tacos?
1: Hmm. Not that I can recall. Okay. Maybe one time going through Jack in the Box when I just wasn't quite drunk enough.
0: Those are some good drunk tacos. They are good drunk tacos. Have you gotten the mini tacos? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh do you go loaded or non-loaded?
1: Non-loaded.
0: Non-loaded. Okay. So just the basic mini tacos. Yeah, yeah that's beautiful. Yeah. Do you have any taco no-nos or taco phobias, something that turns you off? from a taco?
1: I, I am always worried when tacos first come and I can see there's a lot of sauce on the meat about like how spicy is it going to be so usually I have to have a taste tester or something. <laughs> Somebody tell me how spicy this shit is but also when they just load it up with too much sour cream okay. and all you taste is sour cream. That's why I often have a hard time with Taco Bell because I want some sour cream on there but they're just like Pfft.
0: Yeah, they they use that hose. Yeah, yeah. it
1: feels like the hose of sour cream, and I just can't handle that. So
0: yeah, I feel like you gotta have sour cream on the side. You can't, so you can apply it yourself. Agreed. The right levels.
1: Dip or something. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. This is the speed round. Okay. This is uh, just yay or nay questions. I just want to know yay or nay on this. These are different taco types. Three, two, one. Taco pizza. Nay. Taco salad. Yay. Taco burgers. Nay. Taco dogs. Yay. Dogs dressed as tacos. Yay. Walking tacos. Yay. Breakfast tacos. Yay. Taquitos. Yay. Miniature tiny tacos. Yay. Chaco tacos. Yay. I'm loving these answers. God, I gotta
1: get one on the way home.
0: Tacos with a shell made out of a fried chicken breast, and naked chicken chalupa.
1: Nay, nay, nay.
0: If a guy was on a dating app and said his signature move was the naked chicken chalupa, would you swipe right or left?
1: I'd swipe right, actually, just to ask questions. Okay. <laughs>
0: Okay. Tacos with a shell made out of a fried egg, yay or nay. Nay. Tacos served with French fries and nacho cheese instead of chips and salsa.
1: Nay. No, it's a thing, but nay.
0: Okay. Great. There's a lot of those are a lot of correct answers in there. <laughs> okay, what's your favorite song to listen to in the car when you're on your way to get tacos?
1: Well, lately it's been run the jewels four that's been kind of like play- actually run the jewels i am in the top one percent of worldwide fans for run the jewels on spotify because i listen to them so much and so often for so long so usually rtj is what's blaring on my my uh, radio when i'm going somewhere
0: and also along the same line of questioning what do you listen to 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 get in the mood quote unquote
1: it's got to be a happy song because a lot of times when i'm going for tacos these days it's ponchos since I live in Hyde Park.
0: Oh, I meant in the bedroom.
1: Oh, in the bedroom. And that bed. kind of tacos? It,
0: like a Chinese cookie <laughs> in bed. Yeah, you add that on to your uh, fortune.
1: Well, as a sex coach, I do have a sexy time playlist. You do? I do. Okay. I share it sometimes with friends or clients. You know, when they're like, I need a good sexy time playlist, I'm like, I got you, boo. Nice. Yeah. Well, do you know any variety. cuts from that that you can. Yes. Well, nine inch nails, closers in there. There's some prints.
0: Prints, okay. Yes.
1: Prints is, is pretty sexy. There is some. Run the Jewels, Love uh, love Again. <laughs> okay. I don't know if you know the, the words to that one. but No. It's love Again by Run the Jewels. Y- y'all need to listen to okay. that one after this podcast is over. It's Raunchy.
0: Okay. Okay. Um,
1: Jones.
0: Okay. Yeah. What about maybe some Richard Marks? Do <laughs> you have any Richard Marks on that playlist? I
1: don't. I don't. He's on my 90s play- or 80s playlist. The but.
0: Right There Waiting For You. That doesn't
1: It's too slow. Oh. I'm not I'm not really a um <clears throat> slow taco eater. Oh, okay. I'm a medium to let's get it going. I want oh. to get that taco in my mouth okay. and enjoy more and keep keep more coming. So
0: maybe an upbeat Richard Marks song. Yeah. Okay.
1: I think I've got some Robert Palmer on there.
0: Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah. Do you have a uh, um some like it hot and some sweat when the heat
1: is on?
0: Do you know that one? Do you have that one? I don't have that one on there. Okay. Gosh, man. My sex playlist is so different than your sex
1: playlist. Sounds like it. Some people like it slow. Some people like it fast and rough.
0: Okay. Well, uh, this is the time of the show called Random Taco Question Mm -hmm. of the Week.
1: Okay. Random Taco Question of the Week.
0: So you throw me out a number, and I'm going to read you a random taco question.
1: Number between one uh, and one. one
0: and 60.
1: <sighs> See, I was going to say 69. Oh, okay.
0: I got, wait. No, no, no. It does go to 69. It goes to 69. Sweet. Okay, this one's pretty pretty basic, though. Aww. What's the best chips and salsa in Kansas City? You got a favorite? Um,
1: Actually, Brookside Barrio right now is my favorite chip. They put tahini on them. They got a great chips and they salsa tajin there. They put tahini on it. That's yeah. the secret. It's lime juice and tahini.
0: I love their chips and salsa. You're right. Yeah. That was, throw me out another number.
1: 39.
0: 39.
1: Because that's how old I am.
0: Oh, this is perfect. This is the perfect question. All right. Uh, Have you ever walked a taco walk of shame before? That's where you go out the night before and party, drink, make love, eat too many tacos, and then wake up in a strange place the next morning and you have to walk home and you might have pieces of taco on your shirt
1: yes i have i have and you know what that used to be the walk of shame and now i think it's just the uh hey i had a great night last night kiss my ass you can judge me all you want <laughs>
0: no shame right no, no shame, shame in walk that, to that. Uh-uh. that's great i mean i i mean i would not i would not have a shame for having all that taco meat on my shirt the next morning
1: No, a little salsa under your nails. Yeah. Yeah. Oh,
0: man. So that means you got real deep into some salsa. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's when I know it's a problem. When I got really long natural nails and, yeah, (laughs) it'll trap things.
0: (laughs) That should be a t-shirt, Taco Walk of Shame. Yeah. Agreed. I get to work on that. Okay. So I think we're almost out of time here tonight. It's been a beautiful night here in Belton, eating some wonderful tacos. Yes. um, Talking about some very important topics. If people want to hire you for coaching... Where can they find you? And where can people find your your podcast oh, as well? Well,
1: thank you. So my podcast again is called "Keep Them Coming" with Open the Doors Coaching. You can find that on pretty much any platform you listen to podcasts with. It's Apple, Spotify. Google Play Anchor and my website is openthedoorsofcoaching.com. You can find me on Facebook at Open the Doors Coaching. I'm on Twitter and Instagram Open the Doors KC, or you can send me an email. It's Kristen at openthedoorsofcoaching.com.
0: And don't you have a private, dirty newsletter that you send out?
1: I do. So I have a safe for work email newsletter. I've got thousands of people on that one. But my more exclusive newsletter I call the Dirty Bird. And that is not safe for work. I do ask that you please put a personal email address on there. But you can sign up for that. Easiest way I think is go to Instagram or Facebook. Instagram, I've got my link tree in my bio. You can click there and click to sign up for either the Safer Work or the Dirty Bird email newsletter.
0: Awesome. Hope everybody reaches out to you during these times and gets some... Uh, maybe maybe they'll ask you some more taco related questions. Maybe. Because like, those were some really good letters <laughs> that yes. they wrote in tonight. You were able... I hope you are able to help some of our listeners hope with those. I so too. And I'd love to have you back on again too. I'd
1: love to be on. And Absolutely. You can
0: find another taco place. Well, thanks for being on the show and thanks for talking tacos. And... Sex tacos with <laughs> yes, me. Thanks
1: for having me.
0: Remember, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Taco The Town KC. Please rate and review and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Podbean. Thanks to Matt Allen, Chris Garibaldi, and the band Sun Eaters, who wrote all the music you hear here on Taco The Town. Their catalog is available on lotuspool.com. And until next time, go, go eat, eat some, some tacos. tacos and wear a mask.
1: Yeah. Taco.